Thank you for listening to the teaching podcast of Muncie First Church. If you would like to know more about us, go to MuncieFirstChurch.com. Or if you would like to support a ministry, go to the giving page, MuncieFirstChurch.com slash give. Well, let's jump into the teaching from this last week. But this morning, we're going to do something really special. Um, I'm not going to preach like I, like I did last week. I'm actually going to have one of our students come up, and, and I want them to share their story. And instead of saying, here's a mic, share your story, like what happened to me when I, when I expressed a call into ministry, my youth pastor said, well, you need to get up and tell everybody on Sunday morning about that. And I was terrified. Um, it took me a long time to get this comfortable with being in front of people. I'd, you know, get the knee, you know, like the Elvis, you know, my knee would be shaking and I'd be like, stop, you know, but you got to get used to being up here. And so I didn't want to send her to the wolves, but I'm going to ask Marissa to, Marissa to come and she is going to join me up here and we're just going to kind of interview her. There you go. Uh, Matt. This is red. That's a bad sign, isn't it? All right. Catch. No. Here, go ahead. You can go ahead and have a seat. You know. But I have gotten to know Marissa over the last uh, probably year, year and a half or so, maybe not quite that long. Um, and what I found is, is that Marissa has a truly incredible story. An incredible story of how God has worked in her life and changed her life and impacted her. And she has an amazing passion for Jesus and for wanting her friends and people that she knows and to know Jesus. And she has a passion for this church. And so I want to kind of take a moment and just let her tell her story um, through some questions that we've prepared and talked through. And, and so... Uh, don't forget, it's just you and I. We're just going to ignore them. They get the benefit of hearing the story, but we're just going to ignore them. So, you know, we, we know her name is Marissa. But tell us just a little bit about you, like your, your kind of where you go to school and, and how old you are and, and that just okay. simple um, stuff. I'm 17 and I'm a junior at Muncie Central and I'm going to be a senior. So, hey, graduation. It's just right around the corner. Yep. It comes quicker than we expect, right? Right? Um, so I think one of the things that has been really amazing to me as I've gotten to know you is what your plans are for after school. Most people, you know, her age, I'm just going to say it, your plans are big. You have big plans and, and share with the congregation kind of what your plans are for after graduation. Um, I plan to go to college. I'm not sure where yet, but um, I do know that I want to be a pediatric surgeon. So that's it. So. Why? <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of feel like, I don't know, it's just a way to help people through a different way that people wouldn't expect. And I feel like a lot of people, my second choice is oncology, and I feel like a lot of people get down and depressed and, like, turn away from faith when hard times come like that. So I feel like, in a way, I could share God's love through being a doctor. Do you think you could make a difference in the world by being a doctor? More yeah, so, absolutely. maybe. Yeah. Is, is that amazing or, or what? I mean, I just, it's incredible to me. Um, so, 
kind of to shift gears just from, from that sort of stuff, but tell us about when, when you gave your life to Christ and kind of what brought that um, on, because I think that's probably uh, the most amazing part of your story is, and you can share some of the stuff about your family, and we'll just nix that question later, so. Okay. Lacey, do you want me to? Yeah, just okay. give, give us the whole, give us the whole rundown. Okay. Um, so I truly, um, I've always went to church, but not really for the right reasons. When I was younger, I went to church for like the youth group and winning prizes by memorizing verses. Mm. So um, I truly gave my life to Christ in middle school. That's probably when it was the hardest to go day by day. Um, I'm now adopted by my great-grandfather, me and my three siblings. Um, I, it was, uh, I have a crazy life. Anyways, I didn't necessarily have a bad life. It was just that um, my parents were young and they were dumb. That's just blunt, but it's true. Um, they were drug addicts and they're recovering addicts. So, as being the oldest child, um, I kind of had to grow up earlier than you would expect. I was kind of, in a way, raising my younger siblings when I was 10, 11, and 12. Um, because my grandpa, he's in his 70s, so he can't really do their hair and cook a lot and stuff. So I helped out, and um, my parents, it was hard because you would see them, and they would be there, but they weren't there. My dad would um, walk down the hallway and he would be stumbling or like falling asleep, mumbling, because you couldn't understand him. He was messed up. Um, so that was hard because I had to watch that. And then my mom, she would be falling asleep while she was folding laundry because she was messed up. So I had to try to pull my siblings away from that because that's what they saw and they were younger. They didn't know what was going on. So they kind of like worshiped the ground they walked on. And it hurt me because I had to watch them, like, crave for their attention, but they weren't giving it to them. Mm. Um, so I didn't really have a childhood like most kids do. I didn't go on family vacations and just have family time. So I think that was hard for me because I felt like I wasn't normal, and I felt like the perfect family was what everyone had, and I didn't have that. So I thought there was something wrong with me. And I felt like I was going to be judged for that later in life. But so that's when I would cry every night. And nobody really knew that I did because, I mean, I'm the happy person. Nobody knows me as the negative Nancy. So um, <laughs> if your name's Nancy. <laughs> sorry, Nancy. No, no, sorry, Nancy. <laughs> Anyways, um, so um, such a bad stigma for Nancy's. <laughs> Well, if you're Pete, you can be positive Pete, so there's that. Okay. There you go, Anyways, Pete. Way to go. There you go. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I just remember one night I told God, I was like, I just, I can't do it anymore. I'm not strong enough. I'm not powerful enough. I can't handle it. So um, I don't know where, like, I just, a verse came to mind, and it was Jeremiah um, yeah. Is it Jeremiah 29, 11? Yeah. We can put that That up. has been the verse that I've always stuck with. Um, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you hope in a future. And I knew, like, and like the songs were saying, it's crazy how they played those songs because they kind of go with this. That's just so <laughs> weird to me. But um, it said, we are his beloved. Like, just by him saying that, you know that that verse is absolutely true. He knows what he's going to do. You might not understand it, right now, but everything happens for a reason. 
And I believe that his reason still has not unraveled yet, but I know that it's, it's the greatest plan there is for me. Amen. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I was telling you this the other day. I think that a lot of your story and my story are so similar. Um, you know, I've shared this a little bit. But my mom, same kind of circumstances. I mean, I remember my mom laying on the couch. She had just woke up for the day and then went back out on the couch and went right back to sleep. And it's, it wasn't as a result of laziness. It was as a result of being on drugs all the time and just not being able to take care of us. Um, how has having to take, this is off script, but okay. how has having to take care of your younger siblings kind of forced you to grow up faster and maybe, maybe sacrifice some things? Um, I kind of put their needs before mine, and that's kind of hard to do when you're so young. Like, I want to go have fun. And still now, like, I kind of put my, my needs and, like, my desires before, I mean, I put theirs before mine. Yeah. Like, I'll want to do stuff at night, but I have to go pick up my siblings. You know, and, and you mentioned the missions trip. How, how, did, um, how did the missions trip affect your life? Well, for example, like... Weren't we just goofing around the whole time, yeah, right? No. Yeah. Okay, we was goofing around for the majority of the time. But, nah, what? But we still did some serious stuff. Um, one thing that really, like, got to me was when we went to the... Um, what was that? It was not a soup kitchen. Really. It was a mission. Like oh, a mission. Mi oh, duh, a mission. Yeah. Um, we went to the mission, and um, there was people there, and they sat alone, and, like, they come there often. I mean, they live Every day there. Yeah, to every, get a meal. Yeah. And they're sitting alone. It's like people don't offer to hear their story or like even have a small conversation. So it really impacted me that I could ask them how their day was or ask them their story and who they were and how it was like living in that kind of atmosphere. It was just amazing to hear different stories and different people. And I think it's hard. You don't really know what to do because you don't want to push people and make them uncomfortable because God doesn't want you to do that. But... You're also wanting to share God, you know? Yeah. I think that being a Christian in the schools today may be one of the more challenging things that you, as teenagers you deal with. Um, you know, the pressures are, are pretty big, and, you know, like you said, how many in here could say, and you don't have to raise your hand, but maybe just amen. It's hard not to be negative when you're around negative people, right? I mean, and if you go into a negative environment every day, maybe some of you deal with this with where you work. You're trying to be the light of Jesus and you go into work every day and it's like everybody just like hates life and doesn't want to be there. You're probably going to hate life and not want to be there, right? It's not going to take too long. And so we can, we can understand what she's going through. And, and I think that it's maybe on a different scale, but it's hard to be, to live out your faith in the workplace at times. Not, not, not so much for, for me. I come here and, you know, it's okay. FCA, for those that maybe don't know. Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It's just like a, it's athletes, but anybody can go. So if you're not an athlete, you can still go. See if your school has it, because it's a lot of fun. And there's donuts. So, hey, that one. That's over. why some of you come to church. Yeah. I mean, you say donuts and coffee, I'm there. All right, let's. Yeah. Let's be honest. But yeah, they just meet every Thursday in the mornings. Um, it's it's fun. You make new friends and you make um, you make relationships with 
a foundation of Christ. So it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, you already read one of them, but one of the questions that I asked you ahead of time and, and thought of kind of later was, uh, what's, what is your life verse? Now, for, for those, we've done a series on that before. We, we called it life verse. And when we say that in the church, typically what, what we mean or what we're referring to is this idea of that one verse or those couple verses in Scripture that you're like, and no matter what I'm going through, no matter what, whether it's good, bad, you know, you always kind of come back to that one verse or the, those couple of scriptures. And I think most of us probably, you know, have that. And it's, it's probably the one or two verses that we put to memory when we were kids and it's just like stuck with us forever and ever. But you mentioned Jeremiah 29 11. But what's, what's the other one that you mentioned and why is that kind of so important to you? Um, I think Kyle has it on there. Yeah, it's Proverbs 31 25. Um, she's closed in clothed in strength and dignity, and laughs without fear of the future. Um, well, like I said, Jeremiah 29, 11, uh, I used to worry about my parents. You know, as a young child, you do have worries. You might not think you do, but you do. Um, I worried, is my mom or dad going to make it home? And my mom would leave because they were fighting. And I was like, is my mom going to be okay walking alone on the roads? I mean, is something going to happen? So I guess that was a worry. And when you worry, you have fears. So when I prayed to God, that verse, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, I gave all my worries to God. I let it go, and he was my strength. So my fears went away. So Amen. this verse goes with me because I am clothed in strength because of Christ, and he allows me to laugh and be the crazy person that I am <laughs> today. That's People know me as like, if I'm not laughing 24-7, then I'm smiling. There's ne- There's really hardly ever a bad day with me. So that's pretty true. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty crazy to think of the things that she's had to worry about. And a lot of kids aren't necessarily worrying about those things. And, and not to diminish what other kids are worrying about, because um, I think when we are kids and teenagers, we worry about things and don't necessarily understand the magnitude or the whatever the opposite of that would be, the lack of. Anywho, sorry about that. Um, I think that, you know, we make it really big, and sometimes it is really big, right? Other times it's kind of like, eh, you know, we're just making it more than what it is. But what you've dealt with and what you've had to deal with is pretty big. And it's amazing to me that you can say, you know, I'm just, I'm laughing through it. I'm smiling through it. I'm dealing with it. I'm living life. And I'm not going to let those worries beat me up and, and, and rob me of my spirit. And I just, I just think that's amazing. Um, what are you praying for right now in your life? Um, um I'm kind of praying for two things. Um, like I pray for other things, but these are my two main concerns and prayers. Um, my great grandfather, he's an amazing, incredible man. He would do anything for anybody. He supports a lot of people that he shouldn't, but he does. Um, and I mean, he took on four kids and he's 76. That's not, that was not his duty. That's amazing, if you ask me. Um, but this, the fault and the flaw that he has is he's not a Christian and he doesn't try to influence me to believe in any other way. But I mean, I just, I can only imagine the kind of man he would be if he believed in Christ. Like, he's already so incredible. If he believed in Christ, he would be, ugh, I can't even explain it. Um, but my other 
my other big prayer is that I just, on my heart, I just want God to do something crazy that I'm not expecting and that would just really, like, strengthen my faith and let me be even a, the brightest light of Christ I can be. And I just am so amazed by that and so encouraged by that and challenged as well because I, I just don't know that I could bring myself and maybe that's just my lack of faith, to, to be willing to pray something that crazy, to say, okay, God, just do something ridiculous. Do something crazy in my life. I don't care what it is. You know, I, that's amazing. You know, and, and you actually don't know this, but um, when we went and, and watched your soccer game one night, we sat with your grandpa, uh, Keith and Debbie and, and, and Allison and I, we sat there, and, and I remember he was telling uh, Keith and Debbie that one of his... I don't, I don't know, I don't think he said it, his prayers, but his hope, which wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't praying about it because of the influence that you have had on him, is that he would continue on in life and be able to, to keep living so that he could be there for you and your brothers and sisters. And, I mean, sorry. You know, we just don't know what people go through sometimes. You know, some mornings I wake up and I'm worried about, you know, whether I'm going to get my kids to daycare or whether I got this or that. And this guy wakes up every day and worries about, am I going to live long enough to take care of these four kids that live in my home? Most of us don't have to deal with that. Most of us don't wake up and deal with, you know, is my mom going to be high? Is she going to be able to take me, my sisters and my brothers to school? Um, you've had to deal with that. And you smile. And you laugh. And you are this amazing light of Jesus. And God is using you, whether you realize it or not, to affect my life, Allison's life, our kids, the rest of our youth ministry, and the other adults. I mean, again, the fact that you said to me a few weeks ago, I'm just praying that God would do something ridiculous in my life. I can't let it go. It's it's eating at me. Because I want to be like that. I want to be like you. Anybody else? What would be the craziest thing that God could do in your life right now? Um. The craziest thing, um, honestly, I don't know, because I want him to do something I'm not expecting. Um, probably, though, the greatest thing and the craziest thing would to allow my pap to just try to be a Christian, to want him to look into it and find out what it is and what it means to be a Christian. Um, if you could tell... Everyone in your school, one thing, just one thing, what would it be? That, well, you said it a few weeks ago. Um, if, if, God, if you're not dead, God's not done. So just because something hard is going on in your life right now doesn't mean that there's not something greater going to come out of it. He's not done. And you're not going to, you might not think that um, what, what you're doing or what's going on has a purpose or that it's even going to go anywhere, but it's it's going to be great. And we're not going to know when the end is or what it is, but it's going to be great.
think you just answered the, second, the next question too. So I'm going to skip it. Okay. One last question, and then I'm going to have Nathan and the rest of the worship band come up, and and I just want to celebrate God this morning. But what's something that you want to be known for? Man, that's hard because I mean I want to be known. This one's just kind of funny, but I want to be known to be a good surgeon. Like, I don't know. That's just my career goal, I guess. But, um, no, seriously, my spiritual, um, what I want to be known for is I want to make disciples, and I just want to help other people find God. And, like, we we surround each other, ourselves, with um, other Christians because they're the same. But we don't always go out and try to find people that don't believe in Christ. But I think that we should because we could help people Follow Christ. Have you been challenged at all this morning, church? Inspired, maybe? For those of you who, who know Todd, uh, Todd Stone, he comes in here, if you don't know him, he's Tisha Stone's husband and, and, and one of the pillars of our church. And, but he, he leads a, a Church of the Serenity Club every week. And so he doesn't get to be with us a lot on Sunday morning, but... He comes in here every Sunday morning and usually meets with Mark. And he just so happened because Mark's on vacation must have just decided to spend time this morning just walking around the sanctuary uh, on the outside and just praying. And He told Allison afterwards that he just felt like the Lord told him to be expecting something. So glad that you're here this morning and that you were able to kind of be a part of what we did this morning. I hope that it was challenging and inspiring and, and, and just spoke to you this morning. Um, you know, last week, the title of the sermon is, was uh, Why I Believe We Should Invest in Students. And that right there is a reason for why we should invest in young people. Is, is that who knows, they just might grow up and become a godly, Jesus-loving surgeon Need I say more? I mean, let's just leave it at that. But they might just change the world as well. I believe with all my heart that young people will and can change our world. Yeah. Let's pray together. Jesus, we are so thankful this morning for God, what you have done in this service and in this moment. We have met you. We have met you through the life of of Marissa and what you're doing in her heart, God, and, and how you're working through her and changing her. God, we pray for her. We pray for her family. We pray for all the students this morning. God, we have students that are dealing with things, that are going through some struggles. They're, they're dealing with things emotionally. They're dealing with things at school, with, with grades and, and, and friends and all kinds of things, God. And, and, and they may not seem all that big to us because we've kind of gone beyond that and, and dealt with that ourselves. And so it seems small, Lord, but it's not small. It's a big deal to them. And God, I believe with all my heart that whatever we care about, you care about. Because you care about us. And so I pray right now that you would work in the lives of our students. Work in the lives of the young people that are a part of Muncie First Church. God, may we change Muncie. May we change Indiana. And may we change the world. Do a mighty work in this house, Lord. And through these people. And may we all stand back and say, Wow, 
wow, you are so amazing, Jesus. We love you, Lord, and we pray that you would go with us throughout our week. May we be the light of your son, Jesus, wherever we go and whatever we do. Help us to love like him and live like him in every way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, church. Have a great week.